my woman is disrespecting me now? Right. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight's episode 208, entitled Emotional Needs That Clash, Part 2. Why do you seem to clash with other people over and over again? There's very often an actual reason why. We'll continue to talk about that this evening at the table. So pull up a seat and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or watch us live or later at youtube.com forward slash lunchtime in Rome. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com, and while there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you are all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 or 20 minutes of the podcast, sometimes have a spontaneous game after that, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Part two. Spontaneous game. Two weeks. Part two. In a row with all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since that has happened. Uh, Good to see you guys. Yeah. Good to see you. uh, Amy and I had a great date night. Um that started off in a great and horrible way. Oh, that's the best. And so the worst. We dropped Maggie off, or my mom picked Maggie up to take her for the night. And uh, then Amy and I went and saw uh, The Sound of Freedom. Man, oh, yeah. What is, a, is that about? That is an aphrodisiac movie. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Don't say that. That's... You come out of that and you're like, so we're oh. never, ever going to be together. I, I, so Sound of Freedom is a true story based on a true story. Um, that they include actual footage in in the movie, and uh, but it's a story about child sex trafficking, oh. um, and this guy Tim Ballard that uh, took that name sounds he, really he, basically a big sting operation and took down um, several child traffickers and freed um, some of the children that were trafficked, and he also rescues one specific girl that he had always, that he had been looking for. Is it, does it happen here or is it abroad? It's a, it's overseas. Okay. Um, but he is like a former military, U.S. Yeah. military guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was working for the U.S. government. And just to be clear, all that, it, yeah. hap- it, it happens, happens here. The right. movie is based on Columbia. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, okay. yeah, I've heard of that guy. I don't think I've cried so much in a movie ever. Um, it is a must see. Like I, but let me ask you this. Yeah, because I was talking to Rachel about it, and yeah. I said it's one of those things where I know that goes on. I know that they rescue them. Yep. I, you know, what does somebody like myself, who's well aware right. of what's going on, benefit from seeing that movie? I, I'll say it like this: I'm the same way. I know that evil exists very much. After seeing it, Amy and I both feel like we need to do something. We don't know what that is yet. We don't know if it's like trying to get people on to talk about it on the podcast and emotional needs and what these kids go through growing up. Like I don't, I don't know, but I feel like, like, I, like definitely after that movie, like Amy was like, like you feel I don't wanna... convicted and held accountable for yeah. now what you know, right? And like the movie is so well done. It is so well done. There are moments where you know what's going to happen, and they do it in such a way that is like very tasteful. But very impactful, like very like this is like just making my stomach hurt. You're not seeing anything, but man, my stomach hurts right now. Um, and like, I don't want to blow up Amy's spot, but she was like crying, leaving the leaving. And she was like, we have to do something. So I was like, OK, so we'll pray about that and we'll figure out what that is. But it like I encourage you. I encourage you to see it because like it is there is something about it when you see there is a moment where these when we know we've known this like trafficking happens in container ships but when you see like a little kid acting out what it's like being in the middle of the ocean and they're like they have no idea what's going on and they're pounding on the side of a container ship i've never pictured that in my head but like when you see it like it just hit me like i can't imagine i can't imagine how alone Oh. that kid feels like you want to talk we talk about alone on this podcast mm-hmm. i don't know if there's a more alone than that like it it just it just hit us like hard like real hard did you hear about 
uh, Jim Caviezel's wife, that she was worried about him doing, having that role in the movie. Yeah. Because it was going to be filmed also in Colombia. Yeah. And so the production company was like, no, I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do. And they hired 30, 50, 100, I have no idea, former special agents, guys who had done this before. And they said that he will go down and they will be security. They'll be in plain clothes. They will be around him, whatever else. While they were there, people approached these uh, special forces guys and offering to sell them kids. Yeah. Oh and my so gosh. from that, they took down and rescued like another 30 or Amazing. however many kids so that if she wasn't worried, they wouldn't have had the manpower to rescue more kids while they were there. Wow. During the movie shoot. Yeah. That's wow. There's a guy. There, and did you get that tweet I sent you? I did. did I, you I didn't it? see that. There's a video at the bottom too. Right? I didn't read the video or watch the video. But oh, I just there was an interview it, yeah. with Tim Ballard. Yeah. And he went more into detail of the things that he has seen and how they do what they do. Yeah, and, and he's the actual special agent. Yeah, yeah, former. I will also say there's a character in the movie that's based on a you know true guy. That one, he's he's former cartel, and. I, w- I won't tell you the story that he tells in the movie, but like his story alone is worth watching the movie mm. and of how he got like to a point where he's like, I'm the, I'm the bad guy. And then he made like the rest of his life. Like he basically said, so like in this moment that he's talking about, he was like, so when God tells you what to do, you don't hesitate. Mm. And what he started doing after that moment after he told his story of what happened, um, he started buying kids to free them, to get them out of it was like Schindler's List. And he's like, he's mm. kind of the only saving grace in the movie because, like, he tells um, the character Tim Ball- Ballard in the movie, he's like, "Dude, you gotta lighten up. Like, you can't. Like, you have to lighten up. Like, this stuff is so heavy that you like, you have to kind of like get past that to get through it." Because he he looks like Burt Kreischer. Only like a little, like a rougher Burt, older Burt Kreischer. And he's like drinks whiskey, smokes cigars, you know, Hawaiian shirt, you know, open. Like he just looks like that, you know, Cuban guy, like hanging out on the beach guy. And I want to go talk to that guy so bad. Like the real guy. Like I want to talk to that real guy so bad. And that's the cartel guy. Not mm-hmm. the, yeah. Yeah. But he's a good guy. He ends up like he's up, part of yeah. like the sting and all that. It's, I'm telling you, you got, you have to see it. Like you have to see it. I, I don't know. I don't want it. I I know. I nobody <laughs> nobody wants to see this movie. Yeah. But like the story, ha- like it has to be told. And I truly believe that. Like, I think there's a lot of people that don't really believe that this evil exists, or well, like it could. And that's and the story. The, the movie does a really good job of t- of like this is how this works. This is it's like because the when when in the beginning of the movie the way the kids are taken, you're like wow, like. And this happens all the time. It happens all the time. Well, and like Chris, when you and I were talking about it on Monday, and you were like, okay, but is it based on a true story or is it a true story? You know? And it's like even that gentle sure. skepticism comes yeah. across so sure. often. But and I and I don't want to go here for long, and I'm looking at Brian because we could very easily go for a very long time. You know, but we tend to have a general distrust of the media. Absolutely. They're not objective and whatever else. But that there's been such a viral response from the national media. This movie was made five years ago. What's your point? Wait, and was released five years ago? It was made five years ago, and it took them five years to get into the theaters because they had so much pushback from everybody. Things like CNN saying, don't don't watch this movie, Mm -hmm. that it's all QAnon Mm -hmm. and it's whatever. Like, why are you so against this? Well, and and to your point, like... I think this was 2017, 2018. CBS covered the story. Like they covered the Tim, they interviewed Tim Ballard and the, and the whole true story. They even showed well, the footage of the sting, the real sting it when they, when they covered it in the news. I remember hearing about this because this guy was on Glenn Beck quite a bit. And that's when I was listening to Glenn Beck quite a bit. Yeah. You know, so I, it, it is interesting to know, like if he has ties to that, how the pushback would come and like, you know, like Jay was saying, yeah. And it's just a shame because it really is revealing. You it's know, something that should push, be uniting who's pushing us. the levers of right. power. It should be something that unites exactly. everybody. Like and, we should and, all be against this. Yeah. But why is it so hard? Why why would any studio or anybody care to get this movie released 
into theater when some of the most vile disgusting horrible things are being turned out yeah you know just it's insane just and especially now that it's out and it's been wildly Succe- attended it's been very successful and, you know and so you think about it why you know what talks money talks yeah hmm, what talks louder you know what i'm saying like because what would keep them quiet when power this is gonna agenda be- right. exactly but yeah we could go right down that slippery slope. <laughs> and this real is conspiracy fast. time in Rome. So that was date night with they're gonna well so I do so, want to well, say well, I, I, I yeah. loved I loved when you texted the group and then Amy's like we should have seen Living Dead. <laughs> Mission Impossible, the <laughs> Mission new Mission Impossible, Impossible movie. <laughs> we should have seen Mission Impossible. Um but it was we, just so deadpan the way she said it. Oh man. Yeah. So and then we went to um shout out to Ginny's Pizza Joint in Murraysville, which is like kind of far out 22 and like right off like old William Penn highway kind of amazing pizza place. Um, really it's not like, it's not a joint. They call it Ginny's pizza joint, but it's a bougie pizza place, but wow, really good pizza. Gluten free. I, I didn't look, but I imagine this place did great bar, like great drinks. One That's of awesome. Amy's favorite. So you rallied. Oh yeah. We, and, and at, I mean, we even had a, like we had a great night. We had a great night. It was awesome. There was like a, a family and there's like a five-year-old sitting there and you walk over and you're like, you hold on to them. Oh, you hold dude, on to them. Gosh. So along, there's like a bike trail along this place. And uh, like we see these like two little kids, like just like, you know, go, I'm like, hold it together, man. Hold it together. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was a good, but man, just kind of awakening night. Yeah, it was good. Sheesh. Sheesh. So. I got nothing so heavy. <laughs> I, oh, you know, I guess I shouldn't heavy. apologize for that. That's yeah. That was wow. This has been sadness in Rome. <laughs> um, I've got just little snippets. I so Amy and I went out for running errands and whatnot, and ended up sitting down at Aladdin's for lunch uh, yesterday. I think or two days ago. I don't know. Whenever it was. Um, and our waitress was named Jasmine. At Aladdin's. Oh, I guess it makes so much more sense when you listen to the whole story. That's that's it. That's that's my snippet of that. Yeah. So that was fun. (laughs) And um, we've been just enjoying our deck. Yes. Um, Shout out Huntsman Projects. Yes. Huntsman Projects, man. Hunter did a a phenomenal job. It's a lovely deck. Love the tree right in the middle of it. Right? It does look cool. picturesque. Yeah, it is neat. And uh, you're sitting around the tree and you guys like, like looking yeah. around the tree purposefully yeah <laughs> trees in the middle of everything it's really terrible no it's no but um had our first little get together the other night and, and the just, tree the tree played a big part of that because it started to rain oh like, right, it right, right it wasn't pouring but we were sitting under the tree and yeah we brian and jay you were there it is a big tree it's a nice tree it is and it's, it's like an umbrella. It's thick the, the leaves are, are nice and thick and um yeah we must have sat out there for like at least an hour and a half after it started mm-hmm. raining yep and it was never like nary a drop yeah up. it was kind of crazy That's awesome yeah because we were nice. thinking about that um because we couldn't come and i was yeah. like man i hope they you know are okay with the rain right yeah yeah because we first want- deck night yes you know? right yeah. yeah and we had a great time <clears throat> and then um last no, two nights oh my gosh do i lose track of time in the summertime summer? i have no do? idea how many t- days it's wednesday i'll go anything were ever to be happening anyway I think it was Monday. Um, some of our other friends, Jen and Kevin Morgan, as you mm-hmm. guys know them, um, came over for a while, and it was the oh, it was the night that like things had like cooled off, and I was like, oh, we could have our first like little deck fire, and I had uh, my mom and her husband Lane. They bought us. Um, one of those solo stoves for Christmas, like those really high efficiency, like little burnt you know, things. Smoke. Smoke. No smoke smell. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. supposed to be like smokeless if you get them burning just right and all that. Um, and of course, our deck is made of Trex, which is basically high quality plastic. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want like my deck melting. So I had purchased a couple of like, you can get like fire mats. Yeah, fireproof mats to go under it hmm. and um so i set all that up and i'm like oh, this is the first time i've never done this before we'll see how this goes tree burns down no <laughs> <laughs> no but it was the easiest fire ever mm. like I, i'm like okay well i'll put some i'll put some paper in the bottom and a little kindling and then a couple like slightly bigger logs and i, I took my little lighter and cup sh- of gasoline sh- sh- <laughs> no 
and my little lighter lit it up and i'm like okay we'll see how this takes see how this takes i never touched it again other than wow. to just to add more logs like it just so you did put like thing. real wood in it yeah, it's just a regular. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. I've heard they're great, but I don't know how they like how they operate. There's holes in the bottom that suck the air in to give it like really good, like almost like a ventilation yeah. kind of airflow. And then there's holes at the top on the inside that supposedly are the ones that like suck the smoke and stuff back in or some. So interesting. That it, it sort of re. Um, Did you smell afterwards? No. For like the first time ever, I that's didn't what the, smell. that's one of their big yeah. things is like you, you yeah. like it's the you yeah. want to smell like it recirculate. Re- thank you. It like recirculates to so it's higher efficiency and how and big of a log can you put in it? Not that big. It's yeah. not it huge. It's it's about a little less than two feet in once. diameter. Okay, Um And so you're not supposed to put logs that stick out the top because that ruins the cyclical sort of airflow circulation. Okay. You can do it. Oh yeah, you can do it, but which I did actually because I didn't have any log. Well, I had a couple, but anyway, not all my logs were that short. Not a log and, like you think. I mean a log. Yeah, no, no, it's a different log. Anyway, <laughs> it was so it was slightly smoky, but not like yeah, like it was still burning well and mm-hmm. like not a lot, not you know, hardly any smoke. It was. It's, we just had a great time. It's amazing because like you know a, a bonfire, you know, backyard fire is one of my favorite smells. Yes. Like, especially when you catch it on, like, the crisp fall air. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody's burning, like, oh, that smells so good. But then, like, when you've been around the fire all night, and then, like, you come you come in for the night, and then the next day you come back and you smell your clothes, you're like, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it smells so pillow, bad. Your pillow smells. <laughs> was your wood wet? And I'm not saying that. Was, like, was the wood wet? Did that matter? Like, or did you have... It was not wet. Okay. And okay. I... I think um, no, it was it was the the wood I had was it burned nicely. I'm sure, like any other fire, it would have been harder if the wood was yeah not got that good circulation condition. Yeah. But that's cool. I don't know. It just did its thing, man. It was so it was. It'd nice. be cool because I'd like to have something like up here, and I would like I would feel right. safer. That would be safer. I think. Like yeah. yeah, it's just more contained and up just, in our back patio, in your upper yeah. lawn area, yeah, your yeah. upper yeah. Still, I still love the real fire in your upper yeah. decker. Sure. Not that it's not a real fire; it's a real fire. Uh, I'll be short, but uh, my food update that I haven't done in a while is I had my first um, Jersey Mike's gluten-free sub. Love which Jersey I know Mike's. Oh. has talked about it before. Sure. And There's a Jan's new Jersey Mike's in Monroeville. And I know uh, yes. you, you're not usually a big fan of like gluten-free. New Jersey no, I don't ever do. Like I don't. I just don't do that. <laughs> but it was a night. Rachel and I were out, and we were doing shopping and stuff like that. And so we got them, and that's the key because then <clears throat> this is the other part of my story. Um, on the way up to Mercyhurst Monday evening for Bella's orientation on Tuesday, I got another one because uh, right now I'm not, you know, being as strict with so my you, no you, sugar, no grain, because there's still grain, it's just mm-hmm. not wheat. So you got this, like, on the road? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, the key was, the first time we got it, we did that, then we did Target, we bought it, went to Target, went to Giant Eagle, then we went home, then I ate it. By that soggy. point, it had absorbed a mm. lot of, like, the spread, and they got a nice pepper relish and everything else. Driving up to Erie, I was like, oh, it's it's kind of a gluten-free bun. It was just kind of like crumbly. <laughs> I could taste the gluten. It was the like, non-gluten. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a little dry, a little crumbly, yeah. a little not real bready, but like soaking it for a couple hours in the oil and the vinegar and the pepper spread okay. made it better. You like that better. Uh, I was oh, totally going sure. the other way. No. Wow. Well, in that instance, for sure. Right. But if you're if you have like real bread and you're okay with it, then fresh bread's always yeah. the way yeah. you go. But we're on our way to Mercyhurst freshman orientation and I will just simply say this and I, I told one of their staff people to their face, if this school is half of what it purports to be, Bella will be in good shape the next four years. And I, I told Bella today if you take anything from yesterday and anything from me moving forward, number one, as you go to school, get overly involved because they have so many ways for you to get involved, even on such a small campus. I said, get so involved that you have to pare things back a little bit. I said, number two, I said, I want you to use every resource at your disposal. Like they are so focused on the success of the student. And in comparison to like Pitt, where they're like, hey, thanks for the check. Yep. Don't funk <laughs> out, idiot. <laughs> you know, and you speak from experience because Joe, do, exactly. Yeah, no offense to Pitt, right? Man. But I mean, it's just, and I said, Bella, for the next four years, you have 
volunteers, you have staff people, you have teachers, you have professionals, you have counselors, you have everybody at a university whose sole job as it is, is to make sure that you succeed. I said, do you know who's focusing their entire jobs on me succeeding? Nobody. I said, that is nobody's sole focus. That is their focus. You're never going to have this opportunity again. And I think she actually understood me. Hmm. Don't forget the security guy. Yes. Well, that was a difference because Allegheny College and we were there. They're like, we really pride ourselves on our security team. They're retired police officers, uh, but all of them are unarmed and they work in concert with Meadville poli- uh, police so that if there's ever an emergency, they can call them and everything is taken care of. And in the one seminar we had yesterday, it was like the health and wellness and seminar. And so there was the nursing department, the doctors, the counselors, and then the, the chief of the Mercyhurst University Police Department. And he's like, we're fully armed and here to protect I was going to say, I was like, I'd rather you guys be armed. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> but he was, it was just great. So wow. here's the last thing I'll say about that. I learned a new term because I think we've all heard of helicopter parents. Yes. But have you heard of snowplow parents? No. Chris? Uh, only when you mentioned to me, to oh, yes. to me uh, yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right, right. What's a snowplow parent? Yeah. Right. And, but then they talked a little bit more, and I had to contextually glean what they meant. You know, a helicopter parent hovers, mm-hmm. hovers over top of their child. Right. But a snowplow parent plows the way for their child, makes everything easier for mm-hmm. their child. Okay, so not a, good, let, not a good thing. No. Right. And, and there, that was their point about when you let your kid go to college. You know, allow them to struggle, right. allow them to become stronger, you know, make sure they advocate for themselves. But as your parent, you can make sure that they advocate for themselves, but yeah. you can't advocate for them. Mm-hmm. Don't be a snowplow parent. Uh-huh. And it was great. It was in the Q&A and the one lady said, um, will you ever let us know like their academic progress? Will you ever call us? And one woman, she was, the three ladies <laughs> running this seminar were almost like the Saturday Night Live talk show skit where like they say something and they think it's the funniest thing in the world and they laugh <laughs> back and forth, except they were kind of funny. Okay. So like, Cause the only saving grace there is they are actually kind of funny. No, they were kind of funny. And okay. so the one woman goes, Oh, we'll never call you. And they're all like, ah! <laughs> they're like, no, it's time for your, they said, it's time to let go, mom. It's, oh, it'd wow. be so funny like snowplow that's awesome snowplow yeah. parent that's right great. there get, get around Founder. get around and the Founder. chief of police guy came in with his gun drawn <laughs> yeah. oh jeez drop the snowplow I don't even know it's figurative drop the snowplow <laughs> well so, speaking of college and pit yeah um, as you were uh, Abby has been at a so much yeah it's a great story she we, we signed her up for a four day volleyball camp um, it's at the Fitz, Fitzgerald Fieldhouse University of Pittsburgh. University of Pittsburgh. And she is absolutely loving it. God. Like, she is so sad that tomorrow's the last day. Ah, yeah. Um, I, and I've been taking her and picking her up. When I dropped her off Monday morning, you know, I, I had I had a, some concerns. Um, you know, like, is she – because she really hasn't played at all. Right. So what's the level of competition? You know, what are the other kids going to be like? Is she going to be able to fit in? We're there for no less than no more than five minutes. And we're just kind of standing around. There's a couple other kids there. And she looks at me and goes, well, (laughs) I'm going to go make friends. It was kind of (laughs) like, bye, dad. And then she went out and grabbed two girls and and started. They they started, you know, volleying and peppering and stuff like that right away. So. She was literally off to the races within five minutes, and it just made my heart so happy because it can be intimidating. This is big gym. You're, you know, you don't know anybody. You're not really into the sport yet. But man, she got smacked in the face with a volleyball the Love first it. day. Yeah, and and <laughs> yeah. she, you know, she's it's awesome. She is. She's been so pumped every time I've picked her up and full of energy. And then about halfway home from Oakland, I look in the back seat. Yeah, she's she's literally sleeping. That's awesome. And she's walking down the stairs like she's just been on a horse for <laughs> three days. Like, <laughs> this little girl, who's an active girl, yeah, is feeling every muscle in her body. That's awesome. And how she, long is the day? Uh, they I drop her off at eight thirty and then pick her up at three thirty. They kind of oh, go that's from a like, day. Yeah, they go from nine to three thirty that and then they, they do about I guess like a forty five minute to an hour, maybe a forty five minute lunch. Yeah. But and that's another highlight of her day. They've been going to the the dining hall. Oh, you know, the main gosh. dining hall. And she's like 
you know, almost like Willy Wonka in the chocolate yeah. package. Yeah. She's like, and there's this. And I this. had six oh. bowls of cereal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was making all kinds of desserts yesterday. Oh, that's um, so cool. So it is an absolutely wonderful experience for her. Um, she's all in on volleyball. Um, you know, and you know, you were talking Jay about the coach being, you're like, you know, you're kind of like, I'm a coach, but like no, that, that dude knows that coach. Yeah, and, and Abby was saying that she was talking to him today, and it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, Abby was talking to him today, and he disc disc golfs. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, all right. She's, She's like, a real Dan. Man. Can I call you Dan? <laughs> <laughs> um, but and the staff has been great. Like they've recognized, you know, certain of them have recognized me and you know have engaged me. Um, but it's it's seven kids to every staff, you know, volunteer, which I think is a great ratio. And a lot of the volunteers are like pit players. Yeah, 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 and. Um, they're just doing all kinds of, you know, different drills and exercises. She did a uh, pancake, pancake drill. drill. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I'm just, I am so thrilled to watch her really just explore this and, and uh, how are the brush burns? Any bruises? Yeah. Yeah. She's got some, um, yeah, good. so you can tell she's, you can tell she's getting worked and to, to kind of continue with the Abby theme, her and I had a really nice um, day on Sunday right after church. We went to fun and had a nice little lunch oh, there. They're doing dining again, so oh, you can eat there again. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of been an all-Abby week. Ethan is working at Seneca uh, Manor. Well, one of them. Manor, uh, with Seneca. Joe. You know, he's, he's working over there with Joe, and, and that's been going really well for him, too. So, yeah. Um, Man, if I, we only had a game to play. So my game was taking Abby to work or to uh, volleyball camp today. Uh, we're going down through like East Liberty, <clears throat> and I see a Boston Market. <laughs> the other night over at your house, Chris, we kind of all started talking about like TCBY and Orange Hills, Julius Hills, Hills snack bar. So my maybe not so much a game, but more of a conversation topic. What restaurants, places, stores, chains that like were everywhere for part of your life yeah. and have gone away. Like I saw Boston market and it was like, what else? The, like, did you see everywhere? The Boston market closed the Monroeville, right? Like it yeah. was, it, yeah. it, it had been open for a, a long time, but mm -hmm. it is so pretty is it close just, pretty hey, recently. What about the ones that aren't, you know, are we doing a Rick Seaback? You know, you know, did you ever know it is or Andy Rooney? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, things that, that aren't there anymore or, yeah. and you would want them back. Ooh, Let's do that. Both. Let's do that. Well, well you lead with Chi Chi's. Oh, yeah, yeah, I worked at Chi Chi's. Chi Chi's got a raw deal, man. They did get a raw deal. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, they had the E. coli. Like the e -co yeah, the, yeah, bad lettuce. Which was probably not that big of a deal as that well, they made well, it out to be. Yeah, it's like one of those stories where, like, it Knowing almost what feels I know like now, I nothing feel like, else was happening. Yeah. And so that was a big deal. Yeah, and they got pummeled. And yeah. they just got blew, it just But they blew were everywhere. Out, yeah. yeah. They were everywhere. everywhere. What about Don Pablo's? The thing about like Don Pablo's. Don Pablo's. And that building is still there. Yeah. It's not that's where Home Goods right? But what? That's where Home Goods is? Yeah. Yeah. By Kmart. Yeah. Dude, um, Boston Market. I listened to a woman that worked for uh, Boston Market. I was at a conference and she worked for Boston Market Corporate. And she talked about like how they would try to remarket themselves in the summertime. Because like you, nobody thinks of Boston Market in the summer. No, it's like fall, winter, right? Exactly. Food, so know. like their their downtime was summer because like nobody's looking for that racks. Food. Racks roast beef. I don't think I ever had racks. Yeah, I mean, you never had racks. I, I've I remember there was, it was Penn Hill Shopping Center near Giant Eagle. There were two in Penn Hills alone. Wow. Really? Where's the other one? Where Arby's is now at uh, Salisbury. Oh yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I remember racks, but I don't think I. I've ever eaten there. At least I don't remember it. Yeah. Ground round. The ground well, round. Amy Ponderosa. was all about the ground round. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they had the cartoons. Mm -hmm. I'd been oh, there. Here, I'll draw the time. Yeah, just, we do this all night long. Yeah. Ponderosa. Yeah. Ponderosa. Or, oh, Bonanza. Over I was never a fan of Ponderosa. No. I think I ate there once. Bonanza, I, I like the similar. Yeah. I like the buffet. Like we, we used to go to that Ponderosa over near Kennywood. Hosses. Same thing. Oh, dude. Mm -hmm. Hosses is still, still, one in still awesome, dude. Hosses. Oh, I freaking love hosses. Amy and I still talk. <laughs> I do. I'm serious, man. I love hosses. I do love I do. hosses. We, and we talked about like, okay. So as we all know, I grew up in Titusville. There were not what? a lot of restaurants. Or people. There. Or people. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so Job. traveling to Oil City to hosses was a huge deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. deal. And that was like, as a little kid. You can't get fancier than walking in <laughs> and seeing a wall of choices, yep, and the then you've got the giant food. salad bar. And that was and a like, big deal. And they put was... your name in the hot dog. Oh, hot, I never did that. At Hosses. 
I never. Uh, oh man, what I did that? make it up to Titusville. They put they carved your name in the hot dog. If you were a kid, like, and you ordered like the hot dog meal, they would carve your name in the hot that. dog. Yeah. When I was five years old, I order you, it, it, the eight ounce steak <laughs> yeah. every time. Yeah, man. that's what you I do ordered. When you, get a hot dog. <laughs> you eat you eat the bread because they had like this bread that had like. Um, like a, the like cinnamon? a frosting on it. Yeah. It's like the cinnamon raisin oh. bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Howard Johnson. Howard, I, that's, I, I mentioned that to, to Lex earlier. Dude, today. We need to have lunchtime and rum and hosses. And that used to be a big deal. You're talking restaurant, right? Yeah. I mean, because I think of it as a hotel, motel, but like. No, they always holiday, had, yeah, they had a restaurant. Do you remember yeah. the Holiday House? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I, I, I mean, didn't go to a party there because I was a good high school kid. Yeah. You talk about like back in the 50s, 60s. Frank Sinatra came through there. Or that the Harley House? But that that was a um, was it the Harley House at the that Harley wasn't really house. a chain. Brewster's no. ice cream. Brewster's they were everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and they have and there's like one left. Yeah, right? Einstein bagels or or um, TTBY. Oh, yeah. yeah, what was the other bagel place? Brugers, 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 and I don't even know of one because those were everywhere too. Yeah, Brugers is still. Um, well, there's like you could buy them in stores. Well, there's one down. Isn't there? There's probably still a couple. I think around, there's one down like, in Oakmont, right? Down over near like carnivores or something I thought, over there i thought it was where pub 333 is now i thought maybe. that's where it used to be oh maybe it used to be but right oh yeah there were the brugers there yeah yeah um yep there's another one i was trying to think of like ones that were everywhere that's what i was thinking like brewsters that's what came to mind for me like everywhere and then like mm-hmm. gone oh right. well how about uh, the krispy kreme Sure. Oh yeah, they had an. Expl- they were everywhere. They, were, they, they, they exploded. Yeah. Well, what people don't realize is Dunkin' used to be Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. and went away for a long time. And like in the last ten years, it was like, oh, we're a coffee place now. Oh, and we have donuts too. Mm-hmm. But like Dunkin' wasn't a thing. But I still I mm-hmm. do like Dunkin' Donuts better than Krispy Kreme. And I think oh, that might be no, why uh, Krispy Kreme. I think well, I think it might be why Krispy Kreme didn't do real well up here is because like New England is like you know. Dunkin' Donuts, Boston type of donut, and then Krispy Krispy to me, Krispy Kreme is a one trick pony, and yeah, like it's the glaze, and it's that's the glaze, it. and yeah. that's it. And yeah. you got to get it hot the off the, but you got to get it hot no, off the thing. I yeah, I've, I've, I feel differently. Let me tell you, as a donut connoisseur, <laughs> Krispy Kreme. I mean, they're delicious, but they're too uniform. They're too like round. Like I want my glazed donut to be puffy and like. Have like goiter on the side and like you know what I'm saying like and like feel kind of like an you airy. Like, you like the air bubble on the pizza crust? Yeah, oh, yeah, I do. I like absolutely. That you want to feel? Yeah, you want it to feel a little homemade? I mean, like yeah. Oakmont Bakery, they have amazing donuts. Right. Or like you know, um, oh, I'm trying to remember let, that one. Let me place. win this game of things that aren't there anymore that should be. All right. Pizza Hut dine in. Yes. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah. Yep. The salad bar, yep. the little pitchers, yep. the, the chili Pac Man, Pac Man machine, or Ms. Pac Man. Either one. She a little bow. She, that's what made it Pac Man. <laughs> the Pizza Hut. The <laughs> that's Pizza Hut from Wayne's World. Over by um by Mohan's mm-hmm. Salzburg. I don't know if they still do. When the kids were little, they they had been just you know delivery only, and they opened up like. We Half actually ate the over dining. there. We ate in over there a couple times. Yeah. Was it years ago or was it? It recently? was before COVID. So I don't know if they, they reopened. Yeah, if they reopened. I don't but know. But that was a nice full. it wasn't, it wasn't full, no. but it was almost like going to like a um like a museum where you're like, oh, here's a half exhibit of like what used to be. Yeah. yeah. And you could kind of sit in it and eat, and it was like ah <laughs> the full experience That's museum. True. <laughs> Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. Another place. Yeah. What a lot about, of Western-themed restaurants. Stations? Not around anymore. Ooh, gas wait. stations or convenience stores. Well, CC, Kogos. CC's Pizza. Kogos. Kogos. Was, Kogos was everywhere up here. Stop that was a local go. thing. Stop and go. Stop Before and go. Kogos. Yes. Falcon. Oh, we could go for it. I don't remember Falcon. That's another day for another time. We'll stick with restaurants for now, I think. Okay. We go down. Because then we go to like Montgomery Ward, department stores, yeah, Hills, yeah. Zares. Ames. Uh-huh. <laughs> we go all day. Gimbal's. Five and time. McCrory's. See? <laughs> well, Murphy's. Five and ten. I don't want to clash with you, though. Well, I hmm. know that because you are well aware of your emotional needs, and I am well aware of mine, and we both have committed to mutual giving and make sure that both of our needs are met, that will not happen. But very often, what happens is you have a high emotional need in one area, and the other person has a high emotional need in another area, and those emotional needs will clash. Last week, we talked about it in a very um, academic sense. 
We yeah. listed each of the emotional needs, which of the emotional needs they will clash with. Yeah, so go back and listen to that episode. Absolutely, you should. 207. But tonight, we're going to go over just kind of examples. And we're going to start, and we're going to look at high need versus high need and how that hurts. But also a few others, which oh. are high need when they clash with somebody else's low need. So we will do that next. But we're going to start with high need versus high need. So somebody with high need of encouragement we talked about this last week, is in a relationship with, comes in contact with, has a conversation about a task with somebody with a high need of support, that's going to clash almost every time. If they, And again, unless they're aware of it, unless they are conscious about it. So this is two people just going about their business, they're going to clash. Yeah. I And I, I think you've mentioned... Rachel, Rachel and Bella, classic example. I'll use me as an example because I was the same way growing up and I do have a high need of support and my room would just get so messy. And then my grandma would just sit with me in my room and I would just clean my room and my grandma would talk to me. Like she wouldn't even be cleaning anything up. Like she would just be sitting there talking with me while I cleaned. Maybe she gave me a little suggestion here or there. But that's what we did for the hour, and then it was done. And and if she would have just kept telling you from another room, you'll right. be fine. Right. You'll get it. No. You're the best. I'd just play a video game at that point. Like I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I am the best. And like, yeah. <laughs> and asteroids. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, so like when when we've talked about this, like, and, and you mentioned the, the Rachel Bella thing, I was like, it makes perfect I totally get it. I totally get it. Does it go the other way around? Yeah, I mean, it would conflict as well. Somebody with a high need of support keeps trying to help somebody who just wants encouragement. Mm-hmm. That ain't going to work either. Well, and I <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that'd be disrespectful. But, of course, that's where it hits me yeah. is in respect. But that's, right. that's a little different. So, so let's talk about strictly on the support to encouragement where – Oh, it'll be you. Have, you have a high. You like you like to support people. You need. A, you have a high need for support. The person with encouragement. Like, how is that going to conflict with that person? Like, like if there's a t- if there's something to be done that the per the encouragement person has to do. How does the support person rub the encouragement person the wrong way? Because we've seen the way that we it would happen with. The you know, I need support, but now you you're encouraging, encouraging me. me. I'm not going to clean my room now. Right. Well, again. And she doesn't listen when she's not on. So same example with Rachel, you know, that she doesn't want my help. If I try to help her, it bothers her. Mm -hmm. But if I say to her, honey, man, I believe in you. You're going to bang this out in 10 minutes. You'll be fine. But if I try to help her, no, 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 no. Because I do it my way. I don't want you to help me. So she doesn't feel disrespected because she doesn't have a high need. No, just straight up bothered. Just bothered. Okay. Now, if you have a high need of respect. Yeah. And. I come alongside you and I try to help you. It could be both. Yes. Right. You know, but even if you have a high need of respect, but also a high need of support and I come alongside you and I say, Hey, listen, Brian, I love the way that you're working. I think you're doing a good job, but let me show you maybe a different way to do that because you have a high need for support. You'll be like, okay, thanks. Because I was respectful the way I did it. Mm. If you don't have a need for support, but a high need of respect and I come alongside you and say, Hey, Brian, let me help you do that. Well, that's just going to bother you. Right. <laughs> because can, that your respect was taken. Yeah, I can see that. So another example would be security and respect. So high need for security, high need for respect. Right. So the security person is bothering, hurting, clashing, if we want to stay consistent with somebody who has a high need for respect. How do they do that? Security person hounds and hovers. Right. I mean, they're just always trying to get their need for security met. And the person with respect is saying like, oh, you don't trust me? Oh, oh you, you're keeping track on me? Yeah. You don't think I can drive? Oh, you right. Don't, you know. <laughs> that was our example last yeah, week. Yeah, we about the last week. Our wives like <laughs> grabbing the door or something when we're, you know, we, we're changing lanes. Or I, I can see like, like texting or calling the person with the high need for security. Um, Where are you? Yeah. How did your meeting go? Right, like Where you, or, going next? you know, you're a high need for respect. You go out for the evening with some friends, hockey guys, or <laughs> hypothetically speaking, so, somebody else. <laughs> and the person with a high need for security is calling or texting you every ten minutes, every five minutes. You know, send me a picture. 
of of where you're at. So I mean, with who you know, like that kind of stuff, I could see that would really rub against the movie. Without getting too personal, does Lex have a? No, this isn't me at all. Yeah. Or Lex? No, she does. I mean, she has. You a, really led like it was. It but just you're gonna put it out there. That's a great, well, but hold on. Five was, bonus points for Chris. I was I was party piecing it together. I know. from you things. do, but you personally do have a high need for respect. Oh, yeah. I do, and you do play hockey. I would say yeah, Lex does <laughs> have a high need for security. Sorry about that. Could everybody just mute their phones at the oh, table? <laughs> but he does that. have a high need so for respect. disrespectful. Well, no, so so he, he, <laughs> here, here's where it, here's where it can clash, though. Um, and this is an example from Lex and I. So she does have a, a higher need for security. It's not extremely high, but you ah. know she does have a need for security. Um, and there will be times like when we've talked, like if I am leaving hockey and it's later. Can you shoot me a text when you're done and you're on your way home? Sometimes I don't. And that sucks because that does. So that's disrespectful. And it also takes away her need for security. Right. So just a double use. Then I, oh yeah, that's, that's definitely on me. Yeah. So that's not a clash. That's just you dropping the ball. (laughs) I'm just saying for the lesson. I mean, that's that's true. Right. That's sad. It happens. (laughs) We all make mistakes. Now, I can't really see this going the other way. Person with a high need of respect. Rubbing, only, rubbing a person with security wrong? Yeah, I mean, it can, but only if they're sort of maniacal. Like, I could imagine that if I am if I have such a high need for respect and I find everything to be disrespectful, then they're like, who am I even getting? They're always upset. They're always upset at me. Joe Pesci in any of... Uh, uh, Martin Scorsese's <laughs> right. yeah. like he has such a high need for respect and good fellas you know, he's so, volatile and he lashes out so who in that movie has a high need for security and then how do they conflict um, so that's the anyways. only way I could see that right that. just, watch, like a, just watch like good fellas over the top right kind and, of or oh I'll imagine your high need for respect so that when somebody pulls out in front of you doesn't even cut you off if you have a high need of respect that probably drives you through the roof we know a guy at church who goes by, I'll protect his identity, D. Chisnell or <laughs> Denny C. <laughs> and he has a super high need for respect. Well done. And he'll tell me if somebody cuts in line, if somebody cuts him off in traffic, he goes to a million. Right. He just gets enraged. Well, if you have a high need for security and now you're in the passenger seat while this person's flipping out, well, sure, that's going to be a clash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just let it go. Just yeah. let it go. What's yep. the big deal? Let right. it go. Right. Why does it bother? Let mm. it go. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, my gosh. That's a perfect example. That is yeah. Amy that's a great too, example. Because we've been in that, like, I've, well, you know. She's ready to go kill somebody. And you're like, honey. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> I'm it's scared. Going. I'm scared. <laughs> no, somebody cuts me off or whatever, and I lay on the horn. And she's, and I want her to be on my side. And she's right. like, no, it's, it's, it's just stop. It's fine. And don't, shh, don't do that. Don't do that. And she worries. She, you're like, they can't hear us. <laughs> well, he heard the horn. He heard the horn. Well, he heard the horn. I don't know. What's your Tesla horn sound like? Does it go, the future? No. <laughs> it goes, wealthy. <laughs> no, no. Status symbol. We can, we can uh, change it to a great many things, but no, that's not true. No. The regular horn Aruga. is just a regular horn. But that also is a great example of emotional responding. And how fast it happens because you're angry. You want her on your side, Mm -hmm. but her sense of security is out the window. So she can't be there for you in that moment. She's only concerned about her. And it lands like I'm already disrespected by the bad driver. Mm -hmm. And then her not being on my side. My my woman is disrespecting me. It It goes from you being angry at something external to after the fact it's almost like now you've got conflict in the marriage yeah and and, yeah and you're just now now you're driving along and you're both kind of in silence like you know muttering under your breath at each other right right i took her security for sure right yeah um high need for affection versus this is gonna be a bad time for respect (laughs) we're the worst (laughs) smothering invades personal space Sure. High need affection. Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah, that's cool. It's fine. Yeah, love you. Yeah, but do you love me? Yep. Yep. Love you. I told you I loved you. Yep. Okay? I mean, you can just hear this is Rachel and me all the time. <laughs> She's like, you still here? But um, <laughs> but let alone the personal space of, oh, let me just walk in the door. Mm. Let me just sit here for two minutes. Do I need to tell you this? Do I need to tell you that? Ugh. Now, I have seen this in a lot of parent-child. Hold on. 
grown parent child relationships. Mm. And it's also like it's so it's affection. Um explain your light bulb unless you don't want to. So it happens <laughs> in people think like we cut and pasted. We didn't. Nope. But I have seen grown parent who have not only high need for affection, but high need of security. And it is a situation, it was, it was a couple that I was doing pre-marriage teaching with, and like the mom mandated, you had to come and kiss me goodnight every night. I don't care if we just had a big argument, we had a big fight, whatever else, you have to hug and give me a kiss goodnight. Mm. And she would, you know, throw a fit if they didn't. And the kid's like... Like, how old is this mother? 48. And, and the kid is not living at home anymore? He might have been still at home, 22, college, whatever. Oh, okay, I see. 20-minute okay. drive every night. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I didn't know how extreme that was. but yeah. I um, think I know the situation. Mom, I live in Ohio. It, it could have been that extreme. <laughs> They're like, Mom, that's two pet bus exchanges and a <laughs> yeah, tea. Right, I just right. don't have the money for it anymore. It wasn't me, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. So that would be an, be an example of, uh, of emotional needs to clash. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one that – because I, I – I, with affection, I went to this next one, belonging and respect. Because you were saying the person with the need for affection. Oh, also come on. I, I need of security. Yeah. But also, like, with, but the belonging's a little bit different. Hey, um, are we good? Hey, uh, we cool? Like, and, and they're constantly trying to find that. And the person. Are you happy re- that we're together? Yeah, I told you. And the person with respect's like, come on. Like, again, don't you trust me? How many times have I had to tell you this? Yeah, like if you can't if you can't take my word for it, what are we doing here? Like, what's what's wrong? And that does, yeah, like that becomes a class. So because because belonging is you want to know that you're okay with people around you. Well, no, that's acceptance. That's acceptance. Um, belonging is more like I matter as your husband, I matter as your son or as your father. That the relationship that I value you as a as to how you relate. Right, to you're me. part of my tribe. Right. So it's similar. So acceptance would be, but you didn't do anything wrong. Right. Much as do I matter. So like, are you right. happy that we're together? Are you mm. are you happy being my boyfriend or my girlfriend? You know, do I make you happy? Do I? To your point, though. Acceptance as well. Could clash. Right. right. With respect. And that's not on the list here. With, right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> For sure. What about um, like when somebody, and again, not to get into the love languages, but you talk about acts of service. So somebody that I think has a high need for belonging is like, hey, I vacuumed today. Does that matter to you? Um, and the person doesn't say something about it. Um, that could be disrespect, though, too. Yeah. Or is it appreciation? Uh, it's appreciation. That's or support. Okay. Not unless they helped you. Back. Well, like, for instance, like... If, um, the wife, if, the, if, if the one person's always complaining the house is too dirty, so then I vacuum for them. Or no, like like so. Amy takes it upon herself to, like, clean the bathrooms, but sometimes I'll just be like, you know what, I'm gonna do it, and I just support her so that she doesn't have to do it. So, yeah. So, and if she does, if she she's a high need of support. And if she that does, is, she doesn't have a high need of appreciation. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, right, if she doesn't, what if she doesn't acknowledge that, no, do I'm just you saying. But example. If she doesn't ignore. That, but he's. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Good. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, if 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 you clean the bathrooms every once in a while, she doesn't acknowledge it. What does that do? Does that disappoint does that clash you? you with you? Um. Do you feel a little bit hurt that she didn't acknowledge that you did something that she normally does? I don't know does? what we're defining. Yeah, I don't know what we're defining. Sorry, I missed the point then. All right. But it's nice that you clean the bathroom. That's great. That's good. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I can not tell all the time. I can tell when you clean versus she cleans. I'm not saying who does a better job. Wow. Well, I'm know. just kidding. I've never noticed. <laughs> another one is attention and acceptance. This one's a little bit sneaky. Also comes from another. Uh, this actually comes directly from a pre-marriage teaching couple, engaged couple that I was dealing with. The woman had and a horrifically large need for attention. And rightfully so, given her upbringing. Mm-hmm. I get it. He had a huge need of acceptance, being loved even though you've made a mistake. He just he had a helicopter mom mm-hmm. who, I mean, just overwhelmed him. And so, you know, she would be like, oh, my boy, he's the best, he's the best. But you know what? If you would just do this, you would be so much better. So it was never good enough. Mm-hmm. Whatever he did in his Crushing. life. So they would literally come into my pre-marriage teaching on fire 
in a fight mm-hmm. because they would be on the way there and she would say, babe, which is why whenever I hear anybody say, babe, it just makes my skin crawl. Babe, talk to me because she wanted attention. Mm-hmm. And he would say, uh, I don't what because he doesn't want to make a mistake. You need uh, huge need of acceptance. Paralyzing. What do you want to talk about? If you have to, if I'm that little interesting to you that I have to give you the topic, then clearly you don't even want to talk to me. Yeah. So what does that make him do? Remember mommy. So what does he do? Sucks his thumb, shuts up, <laughs> turns and looks out the window. What does she do? Oh, well, see, she really isn't worth anything. Uh-huh. And you know, her own fiance won't give her any attention. And then she shuts out and then, ah, hey, they walk in for a meeting with me. <sighs> wow. That is a big ball of hot mess. Um, I told them not to get married. They did. Now they're divorced. Go on. Uh, wow. I, last week, I, last week I wrote down. Um, I mean, I cashed you, check. <laughs> you had me write down <laughs> Trojan horse appreciation versus respect. Do you remember what that was about? Well, we've been talking about maybe doing an entire podcast on Trojan need, Trojan horse emotional needs. Okay. Um, that one is appreciation cloaking itself as respect. I don't remember the context at this point in time. If you guys want to talk about the next one, I could brainstorm it. Chris. Um, so we're getting into attention. If someone has a high we, need. We just did that one. Wait. Oh, wait. Well, then I don't want to go on yet because oh, I wanted okay. to. Uh, yeah. Because I missed that transition somehow. Um, that's you how silky pay- you were paying attention. I, I was I was in my head thinking about what I was going to say because um, – I think a lot of that is is mine and Jay's friendship, attention and acceptance. Because I think Jay, you have a high need for attention. Okay. Right. Sure. And I have a pretty high need for acceptance. Really, I do. Yeah. Well, you do apologize a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I really do. And um, I just I don't know. I, I always I always feel like we we have that like healthy high need attention versus high need acceptance like i always know that do you feel like there's a healthy tension is that what you're trying to say not tension but like i feel well i i don't know how well i guess i meet jay's need for attention but i know that he meets my need for acceptance very well because you know he's he's no matter what story I, I come to him with or whatever, like, and I'm not saying, I mean, you guys too, obviously, you're not judging me on everything, but I'm just saying that Jay's well, I think very you good give at me, Actually, you give me a, you meet my need for appreciation. Oh, okay. Um, very much so. And certainly, with all due respect, I meet your need for acceptance because I, I don't get angry. Mm. <laughs> like, you could screw up worship leading, you could do, screw up, you know, even like, if in the rare event that you're late to return a text or an email or a phone call, I may bust your chops a little bit, but I'm not angry. Right. So go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I would say for me, what it sounds like you're saying, but, uh, but I, 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 I do believe it's true of what you're saying, but it's, I think belonging matches up with, um, attention. So attention, attention and belonging. Like versus not, but because I have a high need of belonging, sure, and Jay has a high need of attention, yeah, and Jay will talk a lot, and I don't really, I don't really start conversations. I'll be a part of a conversation, but like it's hard for me to start or come up with things to talk about, yeah, just because I don't really why, like why would you want to hear what I want to talk about or or whatever. So when Jay talks, like I like giving the attention, and I'm being, I feel like I belong. You're getting something from it, yeah. Yeah. With all due respect. Respect to everybody. everybody. Mind you, we're talking about. Yeah, I, I, was know, just, I, was I know. Just gonna I say know. that like, we're, we're not clashing. <laughs> well, we're like we're not the, singing kumbaya here. We're just giving the other, the other exam. You know, the other side of it. This is what it could be when you realize. Yeah. Like, like, like I think this about my coworkers anymore since I've been in this. You know, and we've we've said in these past couple episodes, we are not always great, even though we've been trying to live these emotional relational needs for for at least a few years now but i'm a lot better than i used to be and like with my coworkers, there are times where i'm like you know in a conversation somebody's like complaining about something or so and so did this or can you believe that the administration's doing that or whatever or a kid in my class did this and it's like i start to realize oh this person has sounds like a high need for respect XYZ. or it has a high need yeah xyz and so 
that helps me with my relationship with them, right? Well, once you realize what the other person needs, you can start to to meet those needs. So, yeah, I mean, that's what, and that's what mm-hmm. we have as, as a friendship a lot of times is mm-hmm. that we're meeting each other's needs. I love that we said, yeah, but we're talking about clashing and you're like, yeah, but let me give an example of how Ooh. it all works out. <laughs> this is what it's all about. Uh, and the last one on the list here is comfort versus acceptance. And we definitely mentioned this last week on the podcast. And that is, so the person has a high need of comfort. And so they go to the other person in the relationship and they're like, oh, I just feel so terrible. And the person who has a high need of acceptance is like, oh, did I screw up? I'm sorry. Am I doing a good enough job? And like, no, I just, I just want you to comfort me. Did I not do a good job of comforting you? And you're like, no, I just, all right, never mind. <laughs> so they're not going to get their comfort needed. Right. And that's my high need of acceptance showing again. And in this case, it's me and my lovely wife because she comes to me for comfort. And it's been so, such a learning process for me to get out of my own way as far as acceptance because I constantly put the blame like, well, I'm, it, she's telling me this because I messed up. I must have done something. And and, and sometimes and, it is. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, you're in a, a, a marriage. You're, you're going to be. I had a revelation with with Rachel after church Sunday where I talked about how um, you can give somebody facts, logic, and reason after you've comforted them. And the way you know is when they ask you. Well, I had a complete revelation that we will talk about on a future podcast on when you're apologizing. When do you get to tell your side of the story? Mm. When you get to explain your motivation? Because you have a high need of acceptance. Mm -hmm. So you do need for her to forgive you. Yeah. But yet she's coming to you right. hurt. So you have to address her need for comfort, regardless if you caused it or not. But you also need to get the the validation that she still loves you, even though you screwed up. Mm-hmm. And man, it happens fast and we go right past it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes you can have a high need and that'll clash with somebody who has low or no need. And I only came up with two examples. First one is acceptance is the high need versus attention as the low need. Correct. Attention is the low need for both of these. Mm-hmm. So we could actually just lump them together. Okay. Acceptance or belonging. And it's both cases. They're always checking in on the person. Did I make you mad? No. Okay. Are you sure we're okay? And the person's like, leave me alone. And like you said it earlier with belonging, you know, are we okay? Are we okay? Are we okay? Are you still taught? Are you still here? I've told you know, so it's not respect. It's just stop focusing on me. Stop focusing. Yes, everybody's good. Everybody's mm-hmm. fine. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. So, like, like we said last week, when when it's categorized as a low need, it, it sometimes it's helpful to think of it as a negative need. Sure, an aversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, that's if, maybe yeah, yeah. Because if point, you have an, an aversion to attention, oh my gosh, and I and I do at time. I mean, there's certainly. Times, I mean, attention is way down on my list anyway. But um, as you know, as the moods change and whatnot, like there are times where I'm like, I cannot have another person like looking at me, let alone saying something to me right now. Like I can't take any more of anybody else needing anything from me. And when I say needing, I mean like anything. <laughs> Like, like, don't ask me a question, you know? What What about a high need for security and a low need for belonging? So, like, belonging, uh, you're in my tribe. You, so, you don't really have that feeling. But the person with a high need for security that would want to know, well, maybe it's not security that I'm thinking about. Well, emotional security. Or so may, imagine may, somebody who has, would you say low need of belonging? Low need of belonging and a high need, maybe a high need of, um, maybe, think, a, maybe a high need of belonging. Like what if we go, I have a high need for belonging. You have a low need for belonging. Well, in any, that's why that's actually our next great transition, Brian. Um, yeah. In any emotional need, well, there's yeah. a very good chance that a high need so and good. no need will clash. That's almost a given. Yeah. So if I, you know, if I have a high need, of security and Rachel has a low need for security, which we all know is flip flop. That's where we're going to end up clashing over things. Mm-hmm. High need for affection, no need for affection. Right. There's going to be a clash, but there's the rare occasion where there's a high need, low need, no conflict. Oh, 
So the first one on the list here. So these are times you won't clash where you might think you would. Right. And so the high need is attention, but the low need is also attention. It's within the same need. I'm sorry. Right. So it's high need, low need, same need. Right. Not conflict. Right. So like attention is one of them. Mm -hmm. And you guys understand how that could work. Right. Like one person in the relationship needs attention. The other does not. And so if you're out together and your spouse is the one talking up the conversation and you're just you're you're hanging out and you're you're there too i can really see that as like couples that will go to a party like you know i'll go to i'll go to any party you know i kind of have a higher need for um attention it's not super high but like i don't mind being this you know having the attention on me you don't mind you enjoy sometimes sure most of the time especially in (laughs) contrast to Lex is not wanting to be the center. Of yeah. Attention. So like, like, but how many times have you seen, seen that situation or experienced that situation? You and somebody go to a party, you know, you walk in and everybody s- s- greets you, whatever. One of those people's like, Hey, everybody, blah, blah, blah. And the other person's like, I'm gonna go sit in the corner and hope nobody talks to me. Yeah. That's definitely, I can see that being not in conflict. That works really well in that case. Now I will say there can be conflict in this regard. And that is the in the more intimate one-on-one sense. So, for example, I was dealing right. with a married couple recently, and the the one wanted the, the, was complaining that they'll talk to the other person mm-hmm. and ask all about their day and how was it and what happened and mm-hmm. what's going on and giving them all this attention. Well, that person doesn't even really want attention. They might want, might want support or comfort. So they they're happy that he that he or she is talking to them about that. Mm-hmm. Now they're dying because they have a high need of attention. Hey, talk to me. And the other person's like, boy, thanks. And doesn't say, mm-hmm. right. tell me about your day. Right. And what's funny about it is I said it to Rachel. I was telling her about this story in general. And I said, yeah, the one person just really wants the other person to invest in them and, and just ask them more questions about their day. She goes, oh, that's a big ask. Yeah, well, yeah. To which later she goes, well, that person sounds like not a very good person. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just said five minutes ago. That's a big ass. She's like, I said what I said. <laughs> I like how you can say that to like pretty much at the end of anything. Like you say anything. Eh, I said what I said. said what I said. She yeah, says it very st- well. But still. Yeah, but still. Uh, belonging and belonging. As long as the one doesn't need constant affirmation. Security. Kind of, but can be. <laughs> wait jay you gotta explain that well as far as so one person has a high need for belonging the other person does not well they can get along like as long as i'm telling you hey that's great you're you're important to me whatever fine you don't ever tell me that that's fine right i don't care right. we're good <clears throat> that's as long as the one the low person understands that their partner friend whoever has the high need and is meeting it though so so the low need person has to be feeding the high need person to make it work whereas the high need the high need person doesn't have to feed the low need person and that doesn't matter it doesn't bother that person Right. right another one is acceptance you know somebody has a high need of acceptance the other person has a low need of acceptance I think we talked about this briefly last week too. This is the this is the apology. No, fest. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no, no really. It's Chris fault. and Ben back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's high need. High need. Dwight. Dwight. And oh, Andy. that's true. That's Dwight, high need. Oh, Dwight, yeah, Andy, right. Sorry. Dwight and Andy on the office, where they're they they're they're both just trying to outdo each other. Maybe it's not an oh, apology, right. but so I messed up. I said it was like the apology fest. That's if it's both high need. Right. right. This is one person needs that acceptance. As long as the other person's providing it. Right. right. Well, but it's also like as long as it doesn't get annoying. Right. Because then it could be, or there's not respect, but it's not the, it's the need of it isn't the conflict. Too much right. apology, yeah, could get, could hurt somebody else's yeah. well, need, like if it hit. Right, but not I, in acceptance. Right. If I have no need no, for acceptance, yeah. you can be as sorry as you want to be. Right. That's fine. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's interesting because my acceptance, I mean, it's not through the roof. Um, but I, I think about you or Ben, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like, I hear that and I'm like, you know, I'm not mad about it, but it's like, I don't know why you're apologizing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, yeah. It doesn't cause a conflict, but it, it's just kind of interesting to me how much you guys do apologize. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily. 
Well, then, apologize. then like, you and I are a good example of that, uh-huh. right? Because high high need acceptance, low need acceptance doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt you that I'm apologizing, unless I would go crazy with it. I guess right. And yeah. with any emotional need, if it's not being met, that's going to be a hurt. That's the very definition of a hurt, right? So it's and they're going to keep doing it, right? So it's <clears> the imbalance of the need is not causing the clash. So, for example, with our last one, appreciation. Once again, I have a high need of appreciation. Rachel has a low need. As long as she's appreciating me, there's no clash. Yeah. But and like you said, like you guys have kind of worked out that balance. Hey, you cut the grass. You cut the grass. She never says anything, honey. I don't. I don't need it every single time, but every once in a while. Thank. I like it every time. Well, however you guys right. worked it and out. And she goes. Grass looks the, nice. In the middle. We're done. He's right. like at the mower. She opens the door. Looks great. <laughs> Can't hear it. <laughs> I said it. Right. <laughs> but if you look at, again, the other emotional needs, comfort. So somebody's always needing comfort. The other person has a low need of comfort. That's not going to work. It's going to be a big battle. They've got to intentionally do it. Now, I will say this. Our affection, encouragement, you know, there's conflict all over the place. But in these, as long as the need is being met, it doesn't matter that the need level is very different mm. in a relationship. I will say this. When there is a high need of affection versus an aversion to affection, that is conflict. Mm. But with each of those, it, you get a lot of uh, my mother. Let's give a shout out to Betty. You get points when you do meet the need. So where there is the potential for conflict <sighs> mm-hmm. in meeting the needs, well, the, clearly you're just doing it because you love me. Because mm. I know you don't want to. Mm-hmm. I know you don't want to sit down and listen to me because you have absolutely no need for comfort, but you're listening to me and you're comforting me because you love me. Right. So while it is a dangerous thing, it is also a great opportunity for love. And with that, we're going to wrap up episode 208. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media. Visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. And while there, be sure to take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Last two nights. Oh, my gosh. Do I lose track of time in the summertime? I have no idea how many days ago anything were ever to be happening. Anyway, I think it was Monday. Not all my logs were that short. They're too, like, round. Puffy and, like, have, like, goiter on the side. Well, he heard the horn. He heard the horn. He heard the horn. I don't know.